well, let it go and bust a move. Drop, shake, jump, step, slide. Bust a move. Twist, wave, dip, ooh, glide. Bust a move. Drop, shake, jump, step, slide. Bust a move. Twist, wave, dip. Hi, I'm Siobhan, and this is Siobhan John. Today I have a guest with me today, Shona. Mm-hmm. Shona Spikes, um, Sac State senior. But, you know, more important, she has her own podcast. I do. Shona Sucks. That is the name. Three episodes in, right? Yes. Working on the fourth. I've listened to them all. Thank you. And what I do want to say after listening to them, Mm -hmm. we need to be best friends. Honestly, (laughs) that's perfect. (laughs) I love how, okay, I'm going to be very honest. That's so fine. because when I do mine, how I do like the, because when I first started, I was like, okay, I have to do like my awkward intro. Sure. But you, Mm-mm. you literally went right in. You're like, yeah. um, my dad's black. Yeah. My mom's white. Yeah. And here I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so tell me, like, how did that like podcast happen? Um, Honestly, how it originated. I was in a very uh, emotionally toxic relationship and oh. I needed an escape. You did. And um, I just needed somewhere to talk because he wasn't really talking to me or communicating with me. And I just needed stuff to get off my chest. And okay. like he just wasn't there. So I was like, okay, let's make something with this. Let's turn this into something productive. Because I people have always uh, wanted to listen to me talk. I get told all the time that I'm like a counselor to people. I used to work mm. at PetSmart and I was a cashier and people would come up to me and tell me their whole life stories. It's an energy people have. It is. You it's have a, it's that an energy. energy. It is an energy. I don't know what it is. Everyone's like, oh, let's go tell Shona our problems. And so people started asking me stuff. And but that's I'd... kind of hard though. Don't oh, you for feel sure. like a dumping ground for people's emotional trauma not at all no I I kind of welcome all of it um I have a lot of just experience with a lot of uh a lot of things that I talk about and just a lot of experience with being black with my sexuality with um just dealing with people on a day-to-day basis whether it be trauma or just anything else I just have a lot of knowledge and experience and I don't mind helping people at all talking through it or if anyone can gain anything from what I'm saying that just means a lot to me I love that yeah are you still in that toxic relationship no as of last week that's actually why I haven't been recording because I've just been like kind of mulling through and just kind of just trying to shed a, a layer because my first thought was let's just jump right in and make this my fourth podcast let me like take out everything and just air out all my dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Shona, no, that's not productive. So I Shona, that no. definitely is going to come up. It's definitely going to be something because it is juicy. Um, but the fourth one I'm still kind of working on. I'm trying to get a little bit of inspiration from what I try to do is see what people are talking about. I'll go through Twitter and see what's trending, like what's going on with people. What can I pick this out? This is literally what I do. What can you I pick out <laughs> that I can talk about and like formulate like an actual thought about it? Right. Not just something that's like uh, just like a hundred words because I could easily go off and just tweet all of these things. But that's not a very productive platform slash not how I wanted to express my art. Right. I work better thinking through things and writing things out and really thinking about what I want to say. But then when I actually say it, like, I go off script. (laughs) A lot of it is improv. A lot of it is me just thinking of things in addition and being like, oh, wait, let me add that. Right. So it's just like I get a thought and then I just kind of run with it and kind of just see where I can go with that. 
So I'm very nosy. Sure. And okay, so you said like you're already kind of like, well, you kind of like mold over kind of like what happened. Yeah, and yeah. Like, you know, and so, and you said it was good. You said it was juicy. Yes, it I is. I want to know some. I want to know. Not everything. For sure. Or I'm if not- you want to tell me everything. Okay, I'm, I'm going to focus on just the past three months. So this is my ex. We were actually together towards the end of 2018 and we dated for a few months. And at the time I was still really damaged and in a really dark place in my mental health because I had just come away from San Jose State and that whole year was really messy for me. So I needed a lot of support from him. I put a lot of it on him and he was like, you need to be your own person. So he broke up with me in like December 2018 and then I was like, okay (laughs) so I was just like okay also it was a long distance relationship he lives he lived in LA I'm born and bred Sacramento so that just was additionally difficult um but then we got back together in uh November pretty much because I just brought his butt up from LA and I was sat him down because he had been communicating with me the whole entire year the only reason why I thought that he was still interested in being with me because he would text me and be like, I miss you. I love you. Oh, they always do. Yeah, that sort of thing. Oh and God. me, I am the most loving, most supportive, most loyal person. Like, if you're my person, you're my person. Right. And I loved him. He was my first boyfriend, still has been my only boyfriend that I've ever had. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah. And he kind of was like my first introduction to relationships. But the second go around just wasn't working. He is down in LA doing his thing. And when we got back together, it was kind of a thing like, hey, I wanna be with you. You keep on giving these inclinations that you wanna be with me. So either we can get back together right now or we can stop messing around. Wait, and you just... said this to him? Yes. I love this. Yes. This is I, what women need I to sat do. him down at the table when he came up to see me in November and I said, hey, we need to stop pussyfitting around. Right. Either we're going to back together or we're not going to talk anymore. We've already decided that we can't be friends. Yes. So here's what we're going to do. And then he like pretty much was just like, okay, let's get back together. And I thought that it was going to be a thing of like, it was going to be, I don't know. I kind of just expected a relationship. And then things started being a little bit off. He told me that he didn't call me his girlfriend. He called me his best friend to people. He didn't want oh, us. God. He didn't want us like texting all day. I would text him, and I wouldn't hear from him for like sixteen hours plus. And where are you? Uh, he's in LA. <laughs> God. I, I was just there's no so, time difference. I know there's none. Absolutely not. Oh my God, he it was just very focused oh, on his modeling and everything else that he was doing. And I was just so enthralled with him and just so uh, like obsessed with his mind and just like, oh my gosh. What is gonna... this man's name? I was making sure he's not my brother. Oh my God. <laughs> he's not. Oh, I promise. Oh, thank God. No. Because he sounds a hot mess. My brother is a hot mess. No. Lives he, in LA. He is a hot mess. He's a 22-year-old dysfunctional. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. I mean, thank I'm God. only 20. So I. it just didn't work. Three months in. <laughs> Here we are, him not talking to me, me putting all my love and all my affection into the relationship, long distance. At the end of a relationship, I hadn't spoken to him on the phone for three weeks. I hadn't seen him for over two months, and we hadn't FaceTimed for over a month. Oh, that's not a relationship. Oh, it's not at all. No. The final straw was literally me like, being on the phone with my brother and being like, my brother's younger, he's 18, and he's... Ugh, 
that's my man. Um, I'm actually going to plug his song. Okay. It's called You The One by Lul Devo. It's on Spotify. It's Lil on Devo. all the platforms. L-U-L-D-E-V-O. Love my brother. It it's okay. amazing. Love my brother. Um, but I just spoke to him and I pretty much just told him everything that was going on. And he was just like, nigga, what? <laughs> he, he said, he said he's weird. He was like, that is Shona. he was like, nobody else would treat you like this. He was like, you could not find one other guy that would possibly treat you how this man is treating you. And he was like, you just deserve so much more than that. And it literally took my 18 year old brother dropping so much knowledge on me about just like, because he's seen me my whole entire life. I went through trauma for the past few years and like that man was capsizing on the amount of love that I have in my heart for other people. And he was being emotionally manipulative and telling me it was gonna be okay and we were gonna be moving in together. And I had my heart set on that. And at the end, he just like tore my whole world down. Told me that like the only reason why we got back together was because of the ultimatum. And like pretty much he'd been lying to me for the past couple months. Because every time I was like, is everything good? He was like, oh, everything's good. Why is it? Okay, so, okay. Yeah. That was awful terrible that was awful Mm -hmm. and i it's always something that kind of like we'll go through that awful period of you know being disrespected or being treated you know yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. much better but there's always that little thing that will always just kind of set us off yeah i'll be like you know what what is this yeah and it's like why couldn't that have happened the thing was six months ago when he didn't tell me happy valentine's day (gasps) i had to ask this man to ask me if I would be his valentine because I've never been anyone's valentine and all I wanted was for this man to ask will you be my valentine and he said aren't you already like why do I even have to ask and I was just like oh okay two days later done (laughs) it's the thing that's kind of set you off because it was just like, where's the appreciation? I've spent the last three months trying to put this relationship back together and put right. so much love into it. And I got like 5% effort in return. You it, know, something that I've noticed is that men, this doesn't happen to men. Sure, no. Because something that I've noticed, men will choose themselves every single time. That That's pretty accurate. <laughs> and they will see like, oh, this girl, she don't treat me good. Like, yeah. let me go find some shorty that does treat yeah. me good. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think women do the same thing because we're always like, okay, you know, I don't want to leave. Yeah. Even if I'm unhappy because, yeah. you know, what if it gets better? Yeah. Girl, it won't. Oh, my God. I was so unhappy. My psychiatrist was like, oh, my God, we have to up your medication because I was having these gigantic Aww. mood swings. And I was like, where is this coming from? And it was all him. Like, yeah. it was all him. I got I got out of that relationship. It, w- it was just, like, some, like, the rose-colored glasses came, like, right off. Right. And just a wave of, like, oh, my goodness. Like, the next morning after that, I was just, like, I woke up, and I was just, like, oh, my goodness. There was, like, the biggest weight that's been, like, pulled off my shoulders. Did you tell him about your podcast? No. He knew nothing of it. I wanted it. I, I, I'm really big with energy and energy around things um so i do my house i decorate my house to have my energy and um, that was actually my fear with bringing him into my new house because i was like is he gonna come up in here and bring any sort of negative energy so now i'm looking for all new furniture because he brought the worst energy into my home um but i love that no i just didn't want to i didn't want to get 
a bad response from him. My, or no response from him. That was kind of my fear. Would it just... With your podcast? Yes. My fear was I would show it to him and he would just be critical because he is an art person. He's really big into the arts and not exactly that he'd be critical, just that maybe he'd just be so like neutral about it. Like I wanted a certain reaction where, which like everyone else that loves me has given me just utter support and like pride in me and so much just love. Right. And I just was really scared of not receiving any of that from him. So I said, you know what? I'm not gonna tell him about it. I'm gonna do it. I had my roommate, who's an amazing uh, graphic artist and a marketing expert, take the picture for my cover art, because he is also a photographer. But I was like, no, no. I want my one of my best friends to do it. So I have that. And I did all the rest of it for me. And I wanted him to be no part of That's it. That's a big red flag. It is. Because it is. especially as like an artist or a creator, like myself as a journalist. Yeah. When it comes to either listening to my podcast or reading my column, mm-hmm. if you're not going <clears throat> to support my art, you don't support me. Very true. And so I feel like with this guy, like if you even knew like right off the bat. Yeah. That it might, you might not get the response you wanted. Huge red flag. Yeah. And that's we need very to pay true. attention to those. It, uh, absolutely. I... I was just, I just have this fear, but it's also because in the past, he is from Africa. He's an African man. He has discredited my blackness as well. So I didn't exactly want to. Oh, we're getting into something good. I didn't exactly want to give him any other way to do it. So me talking about being black and being raised by my white mother and my black father, like that to him, me being a light-skinned woman doesn't equate to the trauma that dark-skinned men had. Absolutely. We've had these conversations where he just... Wait, sorry. You kind of threw off my point. <laughs> you just you disagreed with him. About what? About that light-skinned woman don't experience the same So trauma. what I think... I'm not agreeing with him, but I think... It's different kinds. It's different kinds. It is different kinds. My whole part of explaining to him, I wasn't trying to compare, obviously, what dark-skinned men experience in America as far as police brutality, all of that. I was more or less trying to explain to him my identity crises. And he somehow was trying to take away that and being like, well this is this is me and that's what he was trying to compare i wasn't at all trying to go and be like oh my god i have it harder out there in the world i just was trying to come to him and be like um as a woman who comes from two different cultures it was difficult for me to like figure out who i was and he kind of turned it more into a comparison game of yeah but you don't have it as hard as me because what's scary about that is black men do that to all black women. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even dark-skinned black women. Yeah. I think that we have to be so hypersensitive mm-hmm. when it comes to black men. But mm-hmm. it's it's not the it's not the same. It's I'm not. not gonna sit here and act like I don't have some sort of privilege because of my skin color. Yeah, for sure. But also you can't discredit what I have to go through day to day. Because when a white person sees me, yeah. like what did Jay-Z say? Still nigga. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we kind of just got into like one of those situations, like the same way, like um, in 2018, he was like, oh, you can't have box braids because you're not black. And well, I was. Well, well, 
I was trying to like wind it back for a second there and I was trying to explain to him I was like oh but I have my hair is 3c man like <laughs> I am black and I am white and he was like no but do you, it's do an- you when someone asks you like do you consider yourself to be a black woman or I would go back to what Jay-Z said it's like it, I've always said this to people if somebody looks at me before they even meet me, before they talk to me, before anything else, I am a black woman when somebody looks at me. I had an exchange in um, a class, even like last week, where I was talking to this gentleman and I was just like, oh, like, what's your background? And he was like, oh, I'm Nigerian and um, Filipino. And I was like, awesome. And he was like, what are you? And I was like, oh, I'm black and Scottish. And he was like, oh, I thought you were just black. And I was like, yeah, fair assumption. Like, he hadn't ever talked to me or, like, interacted with me, and he doesn't know any of my backgrounds and everything. But I was just like, that is really just how, like, people see me. But right. it's 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 usually different with people because I get a lot of different things. I, I always do. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's different with different people because I could easily say. What about for you? What about for me? Because that's the most important thing. Yeah. Like what you call yourself. Because everybody else will have their own, like, you're this, you're that, you're this. Sure. But what about for yourself? I consider myself biracial. Okay. I don't I don't technically lean towards one or the other. If people <laughs> listen to me talk or read any of my tweets or anything, they would be like, oh my gosh, this girl hates white people. Not knowing that I am in fact 60% white because not even my dad is full white. Because if you, we got our ancestry, like we got all okay. that tested. If you look back at it, my dad can literally trace back like his grandfather was picking cotton kind of thing so obviously there's that so my dad also took that kind of difficult he was like oh my god and i'm like dad yeah i'm sorry any black person coming from louisiana born in the 60s oh probably gonna have some ancestral trauma you know um but but i love my mom as well i love her to death i love all my scottish family i'm actually moving there in May uh, to get a change of scenery. Um, but it it can be just difficult because people try to discredit me a lot. Because they try to put you in a box. They do. I tried to put you in a box. Yeah, no, everyone does. Because we, we're used to it. But we all try to put everyone into a box, you know? Like, I, I never could have assumed anything about you or your background just from, like, looking at you. And yeah. I don't do that with people because it's absolutely difficult. Like, if... It, you, because I've just dealt with a lifetime of people coming up to me and like, so what are you? Or like, mm, where are you annoyed. from? Especially <laughs> with like different kinds of hairstyles. Because like I could have straight hair and people are like, are you like Mexican or Indian? And I'm like, wow, you know, wide range, a little bit straying from the actual, like, you know, but um, none of it necessarily like offends me. It's kind of just, it's, it gets annoying after after 20 years of doing this like my mom tells me stories of like how she would have my brother and me like on her hip and people would literally come up to her and be like like oh those aren't your kids like they would come up to her and be like oh those aren't your babies like black women would just come mm-hmm. up to her and be like oh those aren't your babies like you're just like babysitting them or something like this has been like thanks for telling me <laughs> this has been my family's like whole life you <laughs> were talking about how your identity you don't like people put you in boxes yeah for sure so what about when it comes to sexuality to be or is it kind of the same are you put in a box with that way do you put yourself in a box honestly no i don't um no because sexuality just to me is so fluid 
Like, right. it can be one thing one day and another the, the next day. Or at least that's how I view my sexuality because I am technically bisexual, but I have been strictly in relationships with males. So okay. it kind of gets to the point where um, it you can't really, like, I don't want to put myself in a box because it's continually fluid. Um I guess kind of like how I view my ethnicity and everything. Like right. nothing is like nothing for me is stuck in a box. Just no part of me is like I don't put myself in any sort of box. Like maybe other people do, and I think that's like uh, they try to project that on you. For sure, yeah, of yeah. course. But but I don't. I don't like to just describe myself as one thing, and that's just me. You know. From listening to your podcast. I think because the way that you think about things seems like it is 100% like from your upbringing. Oh, for sure. It's from my upbringing, but also just from like just honestly just experience and trauma. A lot of me is determined by, yes, my childhood and my upbringing. Um, Adolescence was a weird time just because of middle school and high school, and that was just the root of just when I saw how evil people could really be. And then it kind of got worsened by freshman year of college, and then it kind of just hasn't really gotten any better. I guess it's kind of on a uprise right now because I felt a lot better these past couple of weeks, Um, but, but I am for the moment being. I could spiral in a week. Who knows? But right now? But right now, I'm feeling pretty good. good. I got out of that toxic relationship. Like, I'm, like, I'm going to graduate in three months. Like, I'm just trying to just keep it all together and just keep my eye on the prize at this point, That's you know? Beautiful. Yeah. I would love to have you back on because I feel like you have so much to say. I do. <laughs> I talk a lot. <laughs> That's I do. Good. Yeah. That's beautiful. No, yeah, um, for sure. Thank you so much. Yeah, for course. coming on. I thank you for this. thank you for inviting me, Absolutely. honestly. I I love talking to either like even slightly like-minded people. If I can carry a conversation with you, like that's great. And you're a very easy person to carry a conversation with. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs>